0: This week on the Oh The Anthem Podcast. Hey, dumb people. You're everywhere, even during Corona. I know. I have thoughts. We're going to touch on everybody who's breaking quarantine and the dumb people in charge who are ending quarantine. More news about the theaters, everything in the South. We'll touch on Corona. You know we will talk about all of it. More Trump news as well. Disinfectant. Corey tried the cure, but he still survived 420. (laughs) And in the news, Kim Jong-un, is he alive? Is he dead? Does it matter? Are they going to weekend to Bernie him during the uh, parade? We really hope so. All that and more coming up on this week's OD the Anthem podcast.
1: The first overall selection the Cincinnati Bengals select the Oly Anthem Podcast. That is an awful choice. This is Corey, and this is the Oly Anthem Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. I'm not only a spokesman for guys who need
0: to get a haircut. I'm also a member. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 316 of the O the Anthem podcast coming to you from the hashtag OTALA studios high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yes. Thank you for checking us out on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, the Anthem. It's easy as that. Uh, for video stuff, you go to youtube.com forward slash O the Anthem. And uh, for podcast stuff, you go to anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem.
0: So wait, it's like "Go the Anthem" everywhere. Yeah, pretty oh, that's much. Super yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, I just want to live
1: streaming on Facebook, on Twitch, on Twitter, on two sp- YouTube. two spots
0: on Facebook. By the way, the "Go the Anthem" page and the Anthem Alliance page, which yeah. everybody should go and join that group, the Anthem Alliance. Uh, it's for fans of the podcast, so go <laughs> check it out there. But uh, before we get super off, I do want to say, as an update, since I had a little bit of a funnier open. We are both freshly showered. Well, I am. And uh, are you freshly showered? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> How fresh is fresh?
0: Oh, that's called two days.
1: Yes. Okay. Well,
0: so we're both freshly so,
1: showered. I, I was actually thinking about it, uh, not to, not to uh, sort of more speaking about the general malaise that this, yeah. this uh, Rona has brought us. Is that, like, I'll get out of the shower, and then all of a sudden I'll think I have to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, did I just get an important email? And I'll walk away after I get out of the shower. And then, like, five hours later, I'm like, did I put deodorant on? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my life feels so scattershot that, like, you know, it's it, it's not, I don't know. Like, and uh,
0: speaking of somebody who's sitting six feet away from you, you did not. So <laughs> you did
1: not. <laughs> I did after. After I realized I did.
0: But, yeah, uh, we are both freshly showered, and we we're both wearing pants because... There are very few things we have to do during this quarantine, and the bare minimum is I don't let three days go without showering, mm-hmm. uh, and I must have pants on at all the time.
1: I mean, I, I feel shorts qualify as pants. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. The lower half must be covered. Right. Uh, Acceptable uh, enough to go outside.
0: I Yes. I want to be in my apartment that if a fire were to start suddenly right. or, you know, an earthquake that I wouldn't have to be like, oh, no, it's been six weeks. Where are my pants? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, like something to go outside. If worst came to worst, I feel like I could I could get out of here pretty quick. You know? Yeah. That's that's uh that's how I like to even prepare myself. God, would worst come to worst be that? What? But, an earthquake? Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably would. <laughs> so,
1: uh, sorry, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to level out that. Trying to adjust yourself a little. <laughs> hey, there we go. All right,
0: A little less blown out. Uh, I had the hat on earlier, and I think the sheen of the hair, which, by the way. How's that looking, folks? Huh?
2: Huh? Huh?
0: (laughs) Trying to do something with it. Uh, It's that in-between phase between what Corey's rocking right now and what I usually wear. And that's cutting my own hair. is getting all more and more appealing. (laughs) But now I'm, like, at that point where, like, if I cut it now and I mess it up, will it grow out in time before I have to actually leave the
1: house for good? I think you'll be okay. I really feel like it's going to be a while. So if it's it's a... uh If it's a, I just need to have less hair situation, then I feel like you might be able to manage something.
0: So here's the other problem. Um, Because if I do mess it up, the only other thing I can do is just go to the scalp. And I have one of those faces that says could be a member of the Aryan Nation. Yeah. And I don't oh, necessarily. There's pictures of me when I'm You 10. trying to get drafted by the Patriots? Yeah. We're, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, but when I, there's a picture of me when I was like 10 and I had a shaved head. I look like a hilly youth. And I'm just like, you are everything that's wrong. You, I can't do that. The one I
1: time I got the haircut like super close. Yeah. I yeah. was just like, it, it's not that it looked bad. It's just that it looked like I had given up. Yes. You know, it had that very, like, just shave it to the scalp. I don't care anymore. <laughs>
0: like, and that's how I feel like I'm going to mess it up and I'll shave it. And then, one, I'll look like a skinhead. And I'll, I'll also have that people who are like, you tried to cut your hair, didn't you? Yeah. And I'm like,
1: I did. I did try to cut it my looked, hair. To be fair, when I did it, it was post Mohawk. <laughs> yes. So I was trying to just even everything out to bottom, to the roots, basically. I remember. Yeah. I think I do remember uh, seeing pictures of that. So,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, um, I promised everybody that uh, we were going to talk about this first. So let's talk about this first. Speaking of dumb people doing dumb things in quarantine. <laughs> uh, and Not cutting their own hair. You know, I say pant, shorts or pants. Short pants, as my dad would call them. Uh, short pants or pants. Um, and it's hot. I, I can't stress this enough. I didn't know what was going to be the breaking point for quarantine. But this weekend, we learned what it was. And that's a temperature in L.A. that gets
1: above... 85 90 yeah, degrees yeah, I was gonna
0: say I was gonna say 90 but I think a couple of those days it was like 88 so it's really just 85
1: and hey to Terry who's joining us in the live stream oh hey what Terry
0: uh you know I should have the uh chat open oh I do yep hi Terry welcome, <laughs> welcome to join us um but uh you you wonder what's gonna break the quarantine what's gonna break the people and apparently it's a really nice day and LA County. Mayor Garcetti and our board of supervisors held strong and they mm. said parks are closed beaches are closed Newport Beach which I believe is Orange County.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck you guys.
1: Well, here's the thing. I you know I really do think there's sort of a psychic thing that happened when people started protesting and going out. Yeah. Cuz I I I've been sort of Doing my unscientific study of how much are people staying inside by looking at traffic on the freeway. Yeah. As soon as the stay-at-home order hit, uh, like the week before it hit, it was getting less and less, but there was still a discernible rush hour. There was still bumper-to-bumper traffic at 6 o'clock p.m., you know? Uh, And then as soon as it hit, it was just like Sunday afternoon all the time. And then there were periods of time where it was like there was nobody on, you know, Christmas morning kind of – Yeah. Or Christmas evening kind of uh, traffic uh, all the time. (sighs) And then as soon as people started protesting a little bit, it felt like it kicked up a little bit. In my mind, it felt like it kicked up a little
0: bit. I do feel like we are... The protests were... Again, we talked about this last week. It's half people who really care and half people who are like, I get out of my house. Yeah. And I think there are people who are just like, oh, so we can kind of start leaving now, right? Well,
1: and I I feel like there's people who are just like, well, I'm not going to do that stupid thing. Yes. But... You know, looking at the pictures of the people on the beach, and there's a ton of people on the beach. That's the problem. People. That's the, pro- the 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 magnitude of people is the problem. You but had that idea, them,
0: and so did four thousand <laughs> other people. Well, the,
1: the thing is, you you look at these people, and you know they're not necessarily wearing masks and gloves and stuff like or protective gear. Well, I don't want to get a suntan. Well, yeah, line, but Larry. I'm saying like they're they're at the very least, it seemed like people were staying. A little bit of a distance apart from one another but it doesn't make any sense at the same time like it's just like
0: while CNN was reporting a group of guys walked over to a group of girls who they did not know and sat down and talked to them now this is a natural human thing it's a thing that 20-somethings do but neither one you know even if you said I'm gonna go to the beach I'm gonna sit by myself you know me and my three roommates who you know we're already exposed to each other you and i have already exposed to each other yeah. so there's nothing we can do for, to to stop that but the that minute you cross now touching someone else and by the way that idiot who came up and talked to you and sat down with you has been doing that to other groups of girls all day yeah. long so now you And maybe
1: one of them has the corona it,
0: it's 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 like sex it's once you sit down with someone you've been exposed to everyone that they've been exposed to <laughs> who would have thought that lesson would come back <laughs> that was the uh so you millennials may not remember, uh, I think it was the anti-AIDS campaign, right? Middle school, where I was like, when you sleep with someone, you've slept with everyone that they've slept with.
1: I think that sort of became the talking point afterwards. Yeah, I mean, like the the just say no, or like uh, abstinence is the only fail-proof <sighs> method, Sorry. I think was more of like the generation before, but it kind of trickled into our yeah. sex ed too. By the
0: way, I signed a pledge to not have sex
1: until marriage. <laughs> Just the, just one call to the tip line is all it's gonna take. Real easy,
0: real easy to do that at twelve. Real hard <laughs> to
1: do that at fourteen. Let me tell you. I it's yeah. like the people signing up for a million year contract with Scientology. It's just <laughs> like I didn't think this
0: would become a thing. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um so the uh during the the mid nineties it was um you've slept with everyone that they've slept with. Yeah. And now you're exposed to everyone, and I try to express this to people. I'm like, well, it's only one person. Yeah, yeah, but the one person who's willing to come to your house is probably willing to go to other people's houses. Yeah, and I'm not going to call any names, Phil. But what I'm going to say <laughs> is that person may go party all the time and be exposed to a
1: lot of people, and then expose you. I I get it. I I think that uh, I think there's a worry amongst people, and I I sort of fall into it a little bit here myself from time to time, which is the I wonder if it's as – if you went out every single day, yeah. right, uh, maybe your chances of get catching it from – say you're using reasonable protection for yourself. You got, got a mask. This. Yes, got it. You got gloves, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Con, uh, the God. condoms of the hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You have a gun, you know, undercover, just in case. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Just in case you see any visible corona coming towards you. What, depending on what state we're (laughs) in? Yes, that could be true. (laughs) But uh, I just, I don't, I, I. I think there's some reasonable expectation that if you're taking some steps, there's a chance you might not get it or there's a chance you get. Like, True. it feels like it feels still metaphysical to a, to an extent. And you people. have to go to the grocery store. And right. then all
0: of a sudden it's like, well, they, they don't have this. So I'm going to go to CVS. And then like, oh, well, Best Buy. I got to stop by Best Buy. Right. And so, you know, you're doing a regular errand run. But you have your mask on, you have your gloves on. And you're only it's going different.
1: to the places that you're allowed to go to. Yeah, like, there's only so many places. Right, I mean. You
0: can't stop for lunch at Chili's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can stop there and pick up the order and then take your Chili's home. <laughs> I'm getting texts every day which is from not, Chili's. I don't
0: know, I shouldn't have signed up for that thing. What? Free guac was not worth it. I got free guac one time, and I've got 9,000 texts during quarantine. Don't forget. Chili's to go is available. Just but, order on the app.
1: By the way, the ads are not making it easier with the just like Chili's cares about our. No, bl- you don't, <laughs>
0: you sons of. Bitches. We can't
1: wait to see you again at Chili's one day. Like.
2: <laughs> uh, but I'm sure you can't, Chili's. So
1: here's the thing:
0: uh LA County stayed uh hard. No beaches, no nothing. But Orange County and Riverside County both open their beaches. And You might say, well, you know, that's trouble for Riverside County people and it's trouble for Orange County people. But everyone I know went to the beach this weekend. And I'm looking at you, all you dumbass millennials who work for (laughs) me. If we reopen in, what, a week, two weeks? How much time do we have? I mean, it's supposed to be two
1: weeks, but I... Yes, okay, so listen. Like two-ish weeks.
0: I'm going to give you so much shit when I see you because I don't want you to be able to walk away. And I'm going to call you a dumbass because you're a dumbass. But it's like everyone who lives north of the hills went to riverside and everyone who lives south of the hills went, went to, to orange county yeah. yeah and i'm just like all of you are going out like i get it i now live in a sweat box essentially <laughs> and i was not prepared for my first weekend in the apartment to be a sweat box weekend
1: to be a 90 degree weekend no yeah. fans
0: no nothing i wasn't prepared for it but i didn't go out and you and i, I don't know, was it the podcast or after we were joking about going and just claiming the hot tub no. <laughs> I don't think it was on the podcast yeah, I think it was but afterwards. it's like nobody's used the pool or the hot tub but could we make the argument that if we went down and used it and they tried to throw us out we'd just be like well listen I mean maybe we're, just, we're allowed to use it from here on out until you know the end of Corona um,
1: using the lick it to claim it as your own logic
0: basically I think <laughs> yeah yeah just like I mean listen uh, we both might have Corona he's peed in the pool already so you know we could just claim this as our own um, and I get like not everybody has a pool I don't have a pool that it's beating
1: beat in the pool with the the uh the alpha maneuver of just peeing into the pool from the outside just
0: everybody got upset of course i was standing on the side of the <laughs> pool <laughs> but um yeah I, power I, move i don't know if it's worse for you because like the tees that you walk down and it's right there and yeah. it's like, crystal clear <laughs> it looks so fantastic and i don't have it so i'm just like man there is no pool um i'm gonna well, join a gym with the pool the right?
1: other thing i do too is i i choose how I walk around the building so I can get a glimpse of the pool. Yeah. Just so I could see like if there's people having fun down there. And then I always remember like, of course there's nobody having fun down there. Yes. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, and to be fair, I, again, we used it maybe four times last year. Yeah. It's the kind of thing that you don't, you don't really think about till it's gone. I think it's just like, mm-hmm. again, I would, we go to the pool on a normal April day. Absolutely not. Even if it was 90 degrees, I'd be like, fuck that. I want to stay into air conditioning. <laughs> But because you can't go, now you're like, ah, oh, I just really want to go to the pool. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, it, dummies. But it,
1: me and you have had this conversation about, like, what is acceptable in this time? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I want to finish shooting the uh, a video that I'm working on, and it requires me to go out and take shots around downtown. But I don't have to interact with people. Yeah. I don't have to have anyone else involved. I can just sort of, like, walk from place to place. Take my quick video and move on. And to
0: be fair, we risked the health of the model the first night that we went (laughs) out. So it's fine. Who really
1: cares? (laughs) That was before the stay-at-home order and all that, but, you know, in a uh, morally gray area. I'm excited for you guys to see that. She's Uh, already been exposed, too. That's also true. Yes. (laughs) She's been part, so.
0: In many (laughs) disgusting ways. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm excited for people to see the uh, the ad or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Oh, God. We have more people chatting here. Go ahead. Explain what you were going to do.
1: I was just saying, like, you know, it's one of those. Is it okay for me to go out and just shoot video all by myself and like walk around downtown? It's like, yeah, you can do that. But, you know, avoid other people and stay six feet away. But then I I assume other people are having those same conversations, but their lines are a little bit further or more aggressive. You know, it's like, well, I mean, if I go to the beach and I don't interact with people and I stay in my little bubble and I just get a quick suntan and I come home. And what's the difference from, like, if I just went out on my balcony and got a little suntan? Like,
0: well, and I love the thought pictures of these naked girls on the fucking balconies. You guys are, no, talking. I'm just, I'm just saying, keep like,
1: talking. I'm just saying, like, how somebody would try and get a tan before. No, no, I, I mean, I be, get it. And, and like you're doing, you you maybe you go to the beach and you have some sort of thought process like, well, I'm not going to get in the water, obviously.
0: Why not? The
1: water is just as safe as the sand. And in fact, based
0: on the pictures I saw, there were less people in the damn water. So I wonder, what does the hot day matter?
1: <laughs> Should we claim the claim the the water? Well, I mean, I, that's just what I, I do out when I get in the water get... and just be like, nobody else can get in the ocean, just that's... me. Ha ha, it's my oh, well, ocean now. Corey's first ocean. thing I
0: do when I get to the beach is I walk and I just whip <laughs> it out and piss right in the ocean. And I'm like mine now, guys. Sorry, uh, but yeah. Um, I'm wondering if that's what Jim meant when he said that's how I always roll up. That's completely <laughs> out of context. I think it
1: was talking about the uh rolling up to the beach in the protective of gear. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well,
0: th- and thank you for joining us, Jim. We appreciate it as always. <laughs> um and everybody should check out Jim's uh movie crap live stream every Saturday or most Saturdays. It's available at uh, Jim Gisriel on YouTube. Make sure you check out it. it's always interesting. Uh it's the stuff that we should do if, you know, we thought to do things like that before our friends did. <laughs> anyway yeah but um so I, here's the difference though you're walking around taking pictures downtown yeah you're on the move you're one of several thousand people probably on the move in the city mm-hmm. the beach is a destination and that's where yeah. i draw the line it's are we going somewhere or
1: are you going around but i mean like this is the same sort of thing we were talking about with farmers markets and stuff like right. they, they were allowed to go so they went and, and then
0: destinations th- should not be allowed you going around and taking pictures is just like going to the store. Just you happen to stop a few times before you get back.
1: And I don't actually go into an enclosed space, no. so I guess you can make an argument that I'm probably better better off. No,
0: not that the beach is an enclosed space, but it feels enclosed when there's four thousand people <laughs> around you, and none of you are getting in well. The water. I mean, like I,
1: I, I... <laughs> maybe the argument for the beach would be like people could go if they could only limit themselves to twenty people who are separated by crape you know great distances you know like
0: no i i think that there was like
1: 200 yards apart from you and the next group of 10 people then maybe you could make more of a reasonable argument that like we wouldn't have as much
0: ron desantis ron desantis yeah uh for all his flaws like putting on a surgical mask like a serial killer apparently i i don't know i don't i get dysfunctional person i don't understand how he He put it on
1: backwards no 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 he is it's supposed like to go upside down. Yeah, right? it's supposed yeah. to go over your ears. It's supposed ears. to go over the ears, but he like put like <laughs> right on the top of his head. <laughs> it's like he almost like put it around his neck, like it was Honestly, really weird. I think I, he had
0: the thought of like I'm gonna squeeze this one down and then flip this one up over the like no man, that's not how it goes. Um but Florida beaches are apparently doing a like lane system where you can be in the lane and only one group can be in the lane. Right. But to encourage people to come back to the beach, it's like, we're going to mark off, and it's two red flags or a lane, and then yellow flag is not a lane, and then we'll put two red flags. So it's like all lined up with 10 feet between lanes, mm-hmm. and you and your crew can just get in a lane. It goes from the water to the, to the, I guess, boardwalk, but they probably don't have Yeah, the like road, the
1: entrance to the... Yeah. yeah, and just
0: like, so that way, it's it's you and this lane I mean the Just wind like in
1: Ocean City, like every street takes you to the beach, right? Like, essentially, yeah, but every hopefully cross
0: more of them, or there won't be that many people at the beach. But just uh, my thought is like the if dude sneezes in the next lane, mm-hmm. the sea breeze is gonna blow that right on over to me. Like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you walking around downtown, but
1: I'm saying like, uh, so I, I think the problem is that uh, with the way that testing has gone so far, yeah. and the way that. Uh, the numbers are being reported. You know, there's 350 million people in America, yes. roughly. You know, and we're seeing that how many cases are there in America? Uh, 2.9 million. 2.9 million. So there's 1%, roughly speaking, However, of people. I know, I know. We've done
0: 5.4 million tests. And gotten 2.9 million cases. I totally get it. That is
1: a 50% I I 100% understand where you're going with this alternative math. I'm saying somebody who's not thinking about it like that. Oh, okay, Who's just watching CNN and says, wait a minute, there's 350 million people. There's, you know, 3 million tests or 3 million confirmed. You know, we're at 1%. Does that mean that on a normal day where I might interact with 100 people, I would hit one of those people? Yeah. Throughout the course of my day, if we were living our normal everyday life, or is it the type of like I'm going to hit that person eventually, but I'm going to hit them way later because 100 people will take longer to get to now. Hopefully, I mean but not the, Ralph's. A lot but I'm saying like, like the, doing This that. is this is the type yeah. of math that happens when there's nobody standing in the way, telling you exactly what you can and cannot do, and that's part of the. And when you when you're told that you can do something. You do, you do it like right. I, you know, like I imagine a lot of people in Orange County are saying to themselves, like, "Well, if they say we can go to the beach, I don't know why we can't go to the beach." Like, right.
0: we'll stay apart from everyone and mm-hmm. do the. The
1: parking lot is closed, and <laughs> that math you were just doing, by the way, is why I don't want statistics
0: to be in high school. Right, I feel like people are doing like in their head, they're doing some kind of probability math, which is not accurate, but they had it in high school a ways back, and they're like. I have like a basically a 0% chance of coming into contact with anybody. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. And yeah. by the way, I, the one part of me that wishes that, uh, Corona was kind of like the zombie, like a zombie outbreak. Yeah. Cause the worst part of this is this heat wave is going to continue through next weekend. We're really going to get two weekends of people at the beach. And then we won't know for 10 to 14 days what the impact of that is. Yeah. And, Maybe it's like, oh, well, everybody seems fine. Let's open up the state. And then there's the beach weekend crunch of just thousands of cases coming yeah. back. And I mean, here's – this is really what I'm getting to, dumb people. Um, You can stop listening now because I don't want you to know my grand scheme. <laughs> you said in the pre-show meeting, hey, we can't uh, rubber corner the entire world. Right. And my argument is we should rubber corner nothing because – Nature has done a beautiful I, job over the last 3.8 billion years of naturally selecting the most adaptable of the species and keeping us strong. Right Right now, I'm not going to say coronavirus is part of that. It is part of that. Natural selection says the strongest should survive. And things like viruses and, you know, climate change. Uh, There will only be a few hundred thousand of us in the large dome shelters under the ice when climate change comes and just turns us into a snowball earth. But maybe we should just let natural selection play itself out. That's my argument.
1: Well, I mean, this is going to uh, Trump's comments recently. Uh, This was Thursday, Friday. (laughs) Thursday. Time is irrelevant. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday.
0: (laughs) There's yesterday. There's today. And there's tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Forgot there was stuff in the dryer, edit
1: that one out, bitch.
0: <laughs> so it was yesterday, that's all that mattered. Yeah, it was the day before the day we are currently on, and it's not tomorrow.
1: Uh, <laughs> I believe it was Thursday, though. Yeah, uh, the, the disinfectant and the UV light and everything like that. Uh, it my argument was that, uh, while I believe in natural selection and while I believe that. We should be doing everything we can to preserve as many lives as possible. Mm -hmm. I think it's counterproductive to have the president come out and say, "I'm exploring these (laughs) these different theories for how to see." I and like how he just jumps to like the 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 Mason tweet that you brought up is just yeah. I was gonna say I have right here because I I wanted
0: to quote. So Craig Mason, if you don't know, he wrote some of your favorite movies, even if you didn't know that.
1: um, Most recently, uh, uh. Chernobyl
0: Chernobyl yeah but way different from that he also wrote the hangover movies and four or three scary movies of the series however many there were but uh he's also on the script notes podcast which people should check out if you want to write I think my firing up about writing screenplays was because Corey was like hey you should check out these two guys they're really famous writers and then I listened to them for about a week and I was like I'm gonna start writing screenplays and then
1: well, this Four was that you're later. like, I'm only going to write books. Yes. And I'm just like, I think you would like movies. And you're just like, I don't know. It looks. It's I difficult. don't know. I don't know how to do this one. The like, formatting. It, yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. And then I, listen I can't to just notes randomly and write. And then it comes out. I'm just like, it be, it, it's easier than you think. You should just look into it a little bit. And listen to script notes.
0: And now we're in California. <laughs> now so <you're> hooked. <laughs> thanks, Greg Mason. Uh, but his tweet was one of the hallmarks of the dangerously stupid is the consistent belief that they found great solutions that experts somehow missed. And we've seen this before from Trump. I've seen this from people in my life, Mm -hmm. especially you dumbasses who work for me, who went to the beach. You do this a lot where it's just like, well, wait, wait, wait. Have we tried jiggling the handle a little bit? And then I do something sarcastic. Like, wait, what (laughs) jiggled? I feel, let's try jiggling the handle. (laughs) Nope, still locked. I don't know uh, why that wouldn't have worked. Um, But that's a mark of the dangerously stupid. I'm looking at you, people who work for me. Um, But yes, I think the spirit of Craig's tweet, and I don't want to go too far, but I will, is that we should let natural selection play itself out. You want to protect people, and I get that. I want to protect people, too. I want to protect children from dangerous situations. I want to protect, you know, uh, the ill-informed. But there is a level of... There is a next level of natural selection where you have to say, I know the president just told me to inject Lysol into myself. Yeah. But... I feel like that's a dumb idea and I'm not going to do it. And that is why we would survive. And we'll, our gene, I mean, my genes have probably propagated well beyond now. Not <laughs> anymore in the future, but well thus in the past. But uh, those genes will prosper. And then the guy who, who the 20 year old, who is just
1: like drinking bleach. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah.
0: Probably a guy who was eating Tide Pods, uh, uh, I don't know, six months ago or a year ago.
1: Somebody who probably doesn't even have coronavirus. So he's just like, I'm going to take this preemptively. Yes. Yeah.
0: We're adding a little chlorine to the gene pool. That's what I'm saying. We're adding a little chlorine to the gene pool it's and maybe eliminating some of the weaker.
1: Again, I'm not I'm not saying that uh we need to baby proof everything. Like uh, you know, there there's a one of the ones close to here is like there there's a road that's uh there's a a lot of deaths on it. Like mm-hmm. vehicle deaths, like people getting hit by vehicles and stuff like that. So LA County had like come up with this or L- City of LA had come up with this thing of like Uh, zero death zone or something like that and they were going to do everything they could to make this section of the road safer so that nobody would die in like a vehicle related accident anymore and it's more lights and it's like brighter crosswalks and it's you know better barriers and blah 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 speed bumps everything uh, anything they can do to bring it down to zero deaths. By the way,
0: in California, I, those are called speed humps, which yeah. I don't understand, but they're speed bumps. I
1: get the logic mm-hmm. that if there's things that you could do to save lives, then you should do it. Yes. Um, But at a certain point, you know, if you're going over 197 speed humps and just sort of like you're doing like one of those videos that we watch where they try and go over all the speed bumps at an insanely high rate of speed, like – you're not really like if one person dies because there's not enough speed humps. Yeah. Then you can't really blame that on not being safe enough. You know, like. I mean, listen.
0: We've watched the videos on because there's people we who just like run they.
1: across the road too. Like it, at a certain point, there's nothing you can do about somebody who. You can't fix stupid. Yeah.
0: Yes. Now, when you heard the president say we should inject disinfectant into our bodies, yeah. Did you think? Let me run out and get some
1: Lysol. No. Okay. So all I'm saying is. I did that I did that thing where like both of your hands just like come up to your face and you're just like trying to keep your brain from like leaking out of your eyes. Like yeah. you just have them like right here on your eyes just to keep the brain from leaking. And I was just like, what the fuck?
0: So, I mean, look, we have like, a great sample here. Someone in the top 99% of intelligence, <laughs> somebody in the top 50% of intelligence. We agree. So the guy who is going to be injecting it. I mean, he's lower than that, and I mean, yeah. really. Listen, my nephew could, uh, who is two, by the way, two, has passed the placement exams to put him in kindergarten. He has all the skills he needs to go into kindergarten. By the way, you know, I'm just saying, it's a family trait. Yeah, uh, it's genetic, right? Uh, that kind of skill set. Um, and uh, by the time he is going to school, he's going to be way far in advance of everyone else, right? So arguably at two, I think I could say, Hey, you know, the stuff mommy uses to clean the floor, we're going to put this in you to kill the virus. And I bet you, he would be like, that sounds like a bad idea because he's also really coherent <laughs> and make speaks sense. in full sentences. Yes. He says stuff like, no, that's a bad idea. Um, and if he can do that, I mean, again, superior genes. I understand. We get
1: yes. it. We get it. He's better than Trump. Yes, <laughs> he's smarter than Trump. Did, a two-year-old, arguably, a two-year-old <laughs> scion of the cheek gene. Is, if, <laughs> if we
0: didn't have the thirty-five-year-old limitation, I would say the Dems should put him up. <laughs> he's super cute. He'll get a lot of votes. He speaks in full. That sentences. logic didn't
1: work with Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he's not secretly racist. He's mixed, so it's like a. <laughs> I think he gets some of the, he can get more than, you know, 0% of the black vote, uh, like Biden or, uh, or Bernie or, no, Biden's doing well. Yeah. Bernie or Edge. Yeah. Uh, so he's Edge, but less racist. Or Klobuchar yeah. Warren or, yeah. He's, he's all of those guys, but less racist and also super communist, but only in that way that three-year-olds are when they're like, why doesn't everybody have food? It's like. <laughs> Buddy, you and I are gonna have some real good conversations about that in a few years. <laughs> I can't wait to tell you how much capitalism sucks. Um,
1: but anyway, uh, again, if watch he him knows, to just grow up into like a little Patrick P, uh, Patrick Keaton and just like.
0: <sighs> so I have this fear. It's a nightmare of like you come nightmare.
1: home. You come home one Christmas and he's just like in a suit with suspenders and he's just like. So he's just like on the phone with his stock agent. And
0: the millennials may not know who Alex B Keaton is. <laughs> The nightmare I have is that he turns into a little Ben Shapiro. That's <laughs> the recurring nightmare. Now, his dad is super tall, and you know we have tall people in my family. I'm taller than average. So my hope is that he won't have that little person complex that Ben Shapiro has. Yeah. But I think my concern is that like growing up in Maryland and my dad being there and being far more influenced than me, that at some point he's just going to be like, Well, listen, um, I feel like people can just pick him up by their bootstraps and I'm going to (laughs) just reflexively smack him across the face and then... I don't know. Maybe I go to jail. I don't know how that works. I'm uh, so
1: close to the phone going flying, too, by the way. I was watching like, it.
0: <laughs> and it's a small price to pay to smack my nephew into some sense. <laughs> uh.
1: By the way, uh, Jim has given us carte blanche to steal all of his ideas. So just so he knows for the future, I'm going to introduce every single Cory Baker Filmmaker movie review with, Hey, everybody, it's <laughs> hey. Jim.
0: <laughs> Wait, here's my new icon for every Everyman movie <laughs> review. <laughs> eating popcorn um, also we got to get together with Jim and do a uh, movie, yeah we, it, movie commentary we
1: had the we had the Aquaman sort of uh, discussed yes. but not planned
0: yes and hey none of us are doing anything <laughs> so it's the time uh, also Jim no the Rob's nephew bleach challenge as long as that is you got to be dumber than my nephew then I'm with it uh, if anybody tries to get my nephew to drink bleach um, I have a particular set of skills and, uh, <laughs> I don't have much money, <laughs> but I do have a set of skills. Unlimited resources. And I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think that the bearer should be if my two year old nephew
1: thinks it's a bad idea, thinks
0: it's a bad idea and you do it a DNR, just when you come in and you're like, I drank bleach and my nephew goes like, why do you do that? <laughs> Then I'm just going to be like, nope, no services, no healthcare for this person. Let them go. <laughs>
1: He's going to be busy judging all. The-
0: <laughs> so uh, over on TikTok, you can find me on TikTok. The, tr-
1: the Trump death court is just a two year old who walks around going like, why would you do that?
0: See, now I'm, I'm concerned because that could go either way. That could go to <laughs> guillotines or it could go to, you know, super Republican and like, let's put people in camps. So we got to walk over a real fine line with that.
1: <laughs> Much like the young male in North Korea, this is going to be Rob going like, what he told me was. <laughs> by the way, I do like that. <laughs> As the older person who watches The Child, I will be... <laughs> I had the thought that uh, a lot of the doctors... My name's Jerry, by the way. <laughs> New law. He decided Jerry's are the best. Yes. So Yeah. Write also, it in the
0: Constitution, I guess. I'm allowed to have whatever haircut I want. <laughs> uh, I chose this haircut. Uh, I had hmm. the thought that... Uh, so I watched the Fox News. Uh, I watched Fox News today for the president's Rose Garden uh, press conference, mm-hmm. and I realized that everyone who got on that stage has the the persona, yeah, of a North Korean general. Like it's just like, no, you don't understand. Everything he's doing is great. It's fantastic. We are all making the best <laughs> the best choices. Like they're looking at him for so much approval and right. just like, you hear what I'm saying, right? You hear I'm being so complimentary. And then they step back and they get that, um, that Korean dancer faced, you know, like, uh, that was infamous for a while before Trump also did it at a rally and then yeah. it made it weird. Um, where they're just like, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, no, I'm so, so stoked to be here. Yeah. Great. I, the,
1: the problem has always been that, uh, if anyone seems like they're taking a little bit too much shine away from Trump, then it becomes they have to go. Yeah, and th- th- it's just unsuitable for the current <laughs> the current age that we're in. That somebody who has more information than you, the dumbest person on the history of the world, is. I
0: have some questions though. I have some worries. Where's Fauci?
1: Where is he? Like he physically,
0: where is he? He wasn't at the press conference today. Okay, we yeah, there has been him.
1: a bit of a Fauci watch.
0: We haven't seen him since Thursday.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, the Trump or the Brad Pitt impression might have. Uh, that is my
0: question: Is yeah. did Brad Pitt appearing as Fauci get him fired? To Trump, because Trump has obviously been always portrayed by Alec Baldwin. And again, if this was 1995, that would be a big deal. But now it's kind of like uh, yeah, it's not really a
1: complimentary uh, portrayal. So. I don't know. Um, Are you saying Trump just wants Brad Pitt to play him? Would this all go away if it was like so? The if other Brad Pitt yes. just started SNL, like, hey, I'm Donald Trump. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could Brad Pitt pull off Donald Trump? I don't know. Um, but do
1: the hair like I? Because there's also a part of Trump's hair, just as a, a sidebar here. Yeah, where I just feel like, uh, I, I look at like uh, Spanish bullfighters' hair. And like there's it's so or like Cristiano Ronaldo has like this perfectly like the pompadour. Yeah. Like this perfect pompadour that's Mm -hmm. just like it it looks like it was sculpted with putty.
0: You mean like this? Yeah. Like (laughs) like what I'm rocking right now? Just
1: to keep it in perfect order and not a hair out of place. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Trump like thinks that his looks (laughs) perfect, but it's like a body dysmorphia thing that like. When he it looks has at to himself, be huge to, he like... He
0: sees Brad Pitt as him. Right. And he's like, my hair's perfect. Body's perfect. I'm basically Tyler Durden with the comb over. This is amazing. My tie, an appropriate length, not too long. <laughs> Got to wear
1: a bigger suit so people don't get threatened by my eight-pack.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I am saying, if Brad Pitt portrayed... that Brad Pitt Trump, just
1: went on camera, like, as Brad Pitt and just started saying, like, you know, like hey, I'm the president of the United States, yes. Donald Trump. He would just be like, finally, I'm <laughs> getting the, get the treatment I deserve.
0: At a moment today during the press conference when Pence was speaking, and uh, Trump came up to the
1: mic. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman would make an amazing Trump. It is true.
0: Oh, damn you, death. <laughs> By the way, I'm working on this uh, thing that... Uh, I don't want to get into it. We should talk about it. It's on okay. my sheet. We'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it afterwards. Um, I want to go through the sheet. Philip Seymour Hoffman remind me of that because it's kind of important. Okay. Because he died in 2013 or 2014.
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, not, and that's not the important part of it. But Philip Seymour Hoffman would play a part of it. It was this.
1: probably more recently, but it, it's one of the, it's, it, I'm sure it's one of those things where somebody was just going to be like, he died in 2008. And I'm just like, did he? Damn. <laughs> Before Obama? He didn't know about <laughs> Obama? Oh. <laughs> Damn. He died during Bush. I can't even believe that.
0: (laughs) Poor guy. Um, So uh, I do think that Brad Pitt playing Donald Trump would uh, end all of this, but there was a moment during the press (laughs) conference.
1: Did you know the Bulls won their last championship in 1996? I'm just like, what? That seems way too long ago. Listen, that's not that. It was like four or five (laughs) years ago, right? It seemed like it's that long ago.
0: Um, But there was a moment where twice or three times Trump came up to the lectern and was just like, I think Mike can handle that question. And he stepped back and I looked at Roxy and I was like, I wonder if Trump's going to step down. Because, like, it was both. I realized after the fact that it's like, oh, they literally coached him. Do not answer a question. We cannot afford another fuck up. Yeah. Step back and let somebody who knows what they're saying say it. And Mike Pence, for his, you know, well, homophobic nonsense, I mean, knows what he's doing.
1: Here, here's the problem. If the, I mean, in the broad strokes, if the. <laughs> he died mid Hunger Games, Jim says. <laughs>
0: That means nothing to me. I don't know when that was. As far as I know, we're in the Hunger Games right now. That
1: could be four months ago. It could be 40 years ago. I don't know.
0: What year is it?
2: What day is it?
0: (laughs) We've been doing this
1: podcast forever. I mean, at, at a certain point, Trump needs the the economy to open back up before the election yes. if he has any chance of winning. Which win. is why I mean, he's pushing so hard. That's sort of the broad strokes of him winning re-election at this moment.
0: <laughs> Wait, watching Fox News. While Trump was speaking, both the Dow and the Nasdaq went down. And then as the experts started speaking, it went back up. And then he started taking questions, and it went down again. Mm. And I'm like... This is ridiculous. like if you were Trump and you're watching this later you got to be like I got to stop talking man I got to just hand it off to somebody else uh, that can not be responsible.
1: For you know this. you know what I would do? I would walk in. I I would be Hope Hicks in this situation. I would walk in she's because still there. She just came back. Oh, okay, all right. She's one of the only people Trump trusts. <laughs> and I I think it's just because she has like the attitude of some like boiler room character male. Yes. Like she's probably she's just a really good-looking girl who's like a fucking wall street character too like at the same time uh but she probably walks in and she's like here we did dial groups during your last during your during the last press conference every time it goes down it's because of you and then he'd just be like wow that that's pretty bad it's just like you want to hear the worst part it's not a dial group it's the nasdaq (gasps) I just imagine like so. First, you hit him with the like the the uh, you're not as popular as other people when they yeah. when they're talking, and then he like gets Economy. hurt by that, and then you you stab him even more with the. You said dial group, and I really just thought about that
0: episode of The Office where uh, Stanley has the uh, heart monitor on, and every time Michael just gets close, he's laying down with his eyes closed, and Michael just steps closer to him, and it's like beep 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 beep. It's like somehow he knows, somehow he knows it's me. Uh anyway, Jim said uh, as to him, my answer of what year is it? It's 1998, and Santana is blowing up the charts <laughs> with Rob uh Thomas? Rob Thomas and uh what's the name of that song? Smooth. It was Smooth. Smooth.
1: Yeah. Make it real, all else forget about it. There's wow. a I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but I love Santana, and there's a Santana. I mean, like I'm not like a diehard Santana guy, but I really enjoy Santana. Name
0: another Santana <laughs> song, other but than there, Smooth.
1: But there was a Santana song that had uh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback oh singing God. on it. There
0: was, and that I, same album, by the way. That album. no, no, no.
1: It was a later because he would uh, uh, San, basically what Santana would do would he, he would have like one big collaboration on yeah. each one of these albums. So oh, he so had Rob talking. Thomas oh, on okay. one. He had Michelle Branch on one. Oh, that's right, I remember. that. Uh, yeah. And then he had Chad Kroger on a more recent one.
0: That's not a big, but collaboration. it's like
1: the song was great. Like I loved the song, and I hate the Kroger part of it. And I'm just like. But he kind of like is perfect for it, like yeah. vocally, like it, it works so well. But at the same time, it's like the like, it, it, do you ever have the I, I, I'm I listening to Gary Glitter and I'm just like, oh, now I'm thinking about him t- uh, touching kids. Like, yeah, 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 I can't escape the awful thing that he did.
0: Uh, Kroger also did a Spider-Man. Yeah. And
1: it's such a good song. Yeah. And I enjoyed it right up until the point somebody was like, you know, that's Chad Kroger, right? And I'm like, oh,
2: God. I do.
1: The the saving grace of that song is Josie Scott's on it, too. Yeah. It's just like the first verse is Kroger and it's kind of like he's doing his like enunciating hard and everything. And then all of a sudden, Josie Scott comes in and he's just sort of like, you know, he's a he's a hard rocker, but he's got some nice pipes. Like he's got a nice voice and he just comes in and he just lays it in. I'm just like, oh, yeah, (laughs) I'm getting into this. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to stand here and wait
0: the Michelle oh. Branch song
1: was supposed to be Stevie Nicks, but the label said no. Hmm. Nice,
0: nice. We are way off topic. Uh, so uh, Corey was making an uh, allusion earlier uh, to North Korea, and that is because we may have some major news coming out of North Korea. <speaks> extran- and
1: beep <obesity> aggression- arbitrar- we may we're <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> no idea.
0: Uh, so uh, One of
1: these days, the white smoke will come out of the Vatican. <laughs> we'll elect a new n- leader of North Korea.
0: We have a little bit of uh, uh, Schrodinger's Jong over here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was considering which word I should go with on that.
1: You chose correctly, sir.
0: I know my audience. <laughs> this is why I win secretly helping other people play apples to apples or whatever. All whatever the, time. the fucking game is. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> those girls are playing all the time. Uh, but uh, so Kim Jong-un, there were reports that came out that he had a heart attack and died. Yeah. And then the report changes. Well, he did have a heart attack or some kind of heart episode. And then he went in the hospital and they had an operation and he died on the table. And then it was, well, okay, so he didn't die on the table. He is in the hospital and it's not looking good. And basically, right. what they're trying to do is to get him to do proclamations of who takes over when I die and, um, you know, I'm going to. Uh, and then there's also the,
1: the, uh, the president or the great leader train is outside of his, like, summer location, his summer home or something yeah. like that. So there's, like, well, he's there, clearly. We're, Why would the train be there? He would be somewhere there. where his train is. Like,
0: By the way, 36. 36 yeah same age as us
1: yeah having a heart procedure
0: I really feel like in a tastefully done parody you could play Kim Jong-un <laughs>
1: <laughs> well let's wait until he dies first, because I don't need to have my <laughs> career Seth Rogen or <laughs> James Franco by this whole thing fair enough but I feel like you have <laughs>
0: enough hair that, that you could slick it like, he's got that mouth the, prob-
1: right the problem though is that I, I would be worried too about playing an Asian character because we're gonna do it
0: we're gonna do it totally straight. I'm gonna make you smoke a little bit beforehand and whatever naturally occurs and then we'll slick the hair back. I just started with Oh by
1: the way for this impression he's white I mean, I'm what I was gray, picturing is I'm the great leader of North Korea. I'm white for some reason, and seen. What I was
0: picturing is just you delivering it in English,
1: uh, and that's
0: all. Oh, we know some Korean people who could translate it into Korean, you don't, Korean and we'll you don't want me. It. You
1: don't want me to work on the Korean. No,
0: absolutely <laughs> not. Do not. Listen, Schrodinger's Jong was walking a little bit of a line, but you doing an been, Korean accent, been, not good.
1: Roberto and I have been talking about doing you, uh, TikTok content where he says something in Spanish and then he gives me a piece of paper with it on it and I try to <laughs> say it with a, like, blind read it. I think that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be uh, pretty funny.
0: Dumb white guy says, can we call it that? Boy, that would <laughs> be um, uh, Blanco... I don't know what dumb is. Blanco stupido se dice. Yeah. Blanco stupido se dice.
1: Anyway. Just put a little bumper at the bottom. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, no, I don't want you to work on your Korean accent. I feel like <laughs> we crossed a line into racism <laughs> way before that. You do it in English, we'll overdub it in Korean. Okay. It'll be almost funnier that way. That You're speaking clearly in English, and it's dubbed into Korean, and you're playing Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Um, but uh, Jim uh, gives you advice. Don't do it, Corey. They'll kill you. <laughs> so. Cool. I love Um, His likely successor uh, has been kind of pointed out. And I've been calling her, because it is a cur, uh, Kim Yo-Jong. Uh, because. I, Why not? I've never been attracted to a member of the Kim family. But then I saw her and I was like, you know what? Uh, yo. Yo. What is up? <laughs> But then come to find out, those pictures might have been photoshopped, uh, which is not surprising because you know DPRK uh, <laughs> makes you wonder
1: what <laughs> makes you wonder what Kim Jong Un looked like this whole time. Oh, that's <laughs> the best the you job could do? of the hut. <laughs> that's the best you could
0: do. Oh, oh, and we skipped over the fact that uh, if, if there it, wasn't
1: a if there wasn't a video of him meeting Trump, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> well, and so there's a big, uh, very uh, important parade coming up. It's the 50th anniversary of the people, 60th anniversary of the People's Army. Um, And he will be required at the parade. And the question is, if he is alive, he must be there. If he is not there, it will be assumed that he's dead. There is no in between. If he's not there, he might as well be There's no
1: way he says, I don't feel like going to this. Yes, this is not
0: (laughs) one of those things. This is something that his grandfather did, that his father did several times, like 30th and 50th. And then he is required to do it. Not 50th. He would have... No. Yeah, 50th. Yes. 94 to 2011... Yes, it would have been the last year that he was in charge. His father yeah. did it. Now he's here ten years later, and he needs to do the uh, the sixtieth. So, question: Is there a chance they weakened at Bernie's Kim Jong Un for
1: this parade? I think there is a chance because I don't. I don't media, know. State media. State media. Yeah. You don't know what? Sorry. Go ahead. I'm. I'm just saying. Like I, I, I want don't the, know. the
0: uh, secret DPRK killers to come for you, not me.
1: No, I'm. I'm just saying. Like I, I feel like. It, if it got to the point where uh, they're trying to like maybe delay the news a little bit more, they might do the uh, he is uh, he had to be rushed in for a completely non-emergency rushed medical in. procedure. <laughs> uh, it's serious, but it's not life threatening. But unfortunately, he's not going to be able to attend the parade. Yes, because uh, or he's got kids. His kid was sick. He got a bad staph infection uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, like he's stepped on a rusty nail and the person who didn't pound it down is now dead. <laughs> Don't worry. Like, we yeah. took care of that. Property. We took care of that person who gave our great leader tetanus. Yes. Like, yeah, but he can't no, go no, anywhere. No, great leader is
0: now. Nah, great. Leaders. Grandpa. Dear leader is. Oh, that's father. right. I forgot. He there. is yeah, yeah. something beloved or someone beloved leader. Maybe? I think so. Yeah. Glorious leader and great leaders. Grandpa. Dear leader was dad. I think he is beloved leader. Yeah. Somebody. By the way. Really? Really? Come on, Korea. Get your shit together. <laughs> also, you know, 17 million people starving. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. You're doing, you're showing communism to be bad. I, that's all I'm saying. It's like, you know, maybe a little less with the dictatorial regime, a little more with the, you know, the communism. Well, so. maybe yo will sort it out. And that that's the thing is, one, uh, Kim Il-sung basically said no woman will ever Run this country. I'm giving it to my son. He should give it to his son. I don't think he imagined that his insanely more morbidly obese grandson would have a heart attack at 36. Yeah. Not have a male heir who's ready. He does have a son who was born in 2013. So that kid's seven now, eight maybe. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there is a male. And that was Corey's discussion about the child king earlier. Like,
1: do we, you we've put had, the, It's been a long time since we've had a child long time, king. Long time. And one who
0: the president really wants to deal with. Because, you know, he loves Kim Jong-un. Yeah. And he would definitely go have an audience with the eight-year-old successor. Yeah. Probably the most successful state visit Trump has. He'd probably bring Barron. Well, I know. No. I was thinking that he was on the
1: level of the eight-year-old
0: dictator of a...
1: Well, I'm saying intellectually, yes. But I'm saying, like, I imagine he would bring his eight-year-old son to be like, like...
0: I'm saying that the Korean guy would be the dictator of a nation of 17 How million people. How old is Barron these days? Is he driving yet? No, yeah, he's a teenager. But <laughs> my point is, he's a dictator, an eight-year-old dictator of a starving nation of 17 million people. I don't want him to pick up any bad habits from Barron. That's what I'm saying. Barron is a bad influence on <laughs> everyone around him. Even don't hang out with Barron. He's radical. a bad influence. I don't
1: want my kid...
0: Listen, uh The least son... talked about Trump
1: Barron. Well, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs>
0: My son uh, once executed his uncle with an anti-aircraft gun at the age of four. Listen, I don't (laughs) want him hanging out with your son just because I feel like your son's a bit of a bad influence. (laughs) He sick dogs on his little sister, just so there was no challenge to the throne. But Baron seems like a little bit of a problem child, if you know what I mean. So I'd like to keep him a little further apart, if possible.
1: Uh, before we uh, close off with some sports ball, did yes. you want to get into the AMC and theater news too? yeah, I mean,
0: and- we talked about it like a little bit at the top. Uh, we've been talking about theaters, and and the thing that I miss most is the one thing that I leave the house to do, which is to go to the movies. Um, and AMC theaters uh, or theaters in Georgia, Tennessee, Texas, and nine other states are open today, or will be open by Friday. Uh, I think. I misspoke in our pre-show meeting and I said they're all open, but they all announced that they'll be open. Georgia's yeah. open. Texas is open. Tennessee is open. Some other places will be opening this week, but all 12, 12 states in all by May 1st, which is Friday. Um, and AMC theater in Georgia is getting sued by their landlord for not paying rent, which is just the most capitalist ironic thing I've ever heard of in my life. Like, one
1: billion. We're, we're dangerously getting close to where we have to explain to ourselves that all money is theoretical. Yeah. Like Yeah. I mean we're we are clearly I mean, in like, late stage capitalism right. Because I mean like technically, you know, like it if there was a uh if this was a loaning money situation. I loan you twenty bucks. Yeah. You say I'll pay you back tomorrow. Yeah. I just need to stop at the ATM and then you go. And then between when I give it to you and later that night you've lost all your money in some sort of, like, you know... Pyramid scheme? Yeah, or, like, you know, the, uh, somebody hacked into your account and transferred all your money to their account, and now you're completely...
0: Because we insulted the beloved leader? Yeah, <laughs> something
1: like that. <laughs> something happened. Life on the internet, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you come to me and say, hey, you know that 20 bucks I said I would get back to you? Bit of a situation. I'm going to have to delay giving it to you because of this extenuating circumstance. Extreme extenuating yeah. circumstance, yes. And then as a normal everyday human with compassion, I would say, of course, give it back Mm -hmm. to me whenever you can. I'm not going to demand it immediately. And, you know, there's something that could be said about people who own property. If they don't get charged tax or have to pay on the property. That is the key. Oh, I know. But I'm saying, like, if they don't have to pay on the property, then the people who are leasing or renting space inside don't have to pay on the property. And it's basically like we're in a in a dead zone for a period of time while uh, the coronavirus is still making waves. But then the You've argument, described
0: a very logical answer to the scenario. But Corey. then the
1: argument becomes when do we kick that back in? And when do people start making money again? Because if you know somebody like uh, I don't know, I'm gonna pick out somebody who owns land, Kushner. <laughs> <laughs> if Kushner's not getting rent, yeah. then he's not making that money. And even though he's not paying he's getting more money in rent than he is paying on the property. And while he can do without for a few months, I'm sure, sure. he's not going to give up the, the no. it's a problem. Even effort. if the even if it was wiped clean, he doesn't want to give up the opportunity of making more money in this time. So the
0: irony is that your first scenario, as described, seems a lot more logical than what we've chosen to do, which is we, the federal government, are going to give AMC money yeah. to pay its rent. It will pay the rent to the landlord so that the landlord can pay the property taxes
1: to the government, to the government, yeah,
0: which funds the money it was given to AMC. A little bit of a snake eating its tail.
1: Well, and I mean, like a lot of people were getting on Ruth Chris and uh, Shake Shack and all that. uh, All these other companies that were uh, taking money out of the PPP, even though they had
0: small business fund, by the way. Well, I mean, like,
1: you know, and I I, here's part of the problem with that. I, I know that. Shareholders for companies like Shake Shack are saying to you know the executive board Why aren't you every single one of your locations has less than 50 people. Yep. It is a it is put in there as a loophole in this thing. You're stupid if you're not taking it yep. because it's free money that or like you know low interest money at a time where we desperately need money, yep. do it. And then they go like, oh yeah, it makes sense. And then they do it, and then people are just like, I'm never eating at Shake Shack again. And I understand why somebody's Anger can go to that, like mm-hmm. you know, the the fund is gone because Shake Shack and Ruth Chris took so much money, fifty million like, between them, yeah. right? And a bunch of other companies too had had done similar things under similar circumstances. But I mean, like, there's still a. It, I wouldn't necessarily expect when I get my next dividend check that it's going to be as robust as it had been during any other normal period True. of time in American <laughs> history. Yes, I'm not expecting. The the Eddie stock that I'm getting to be given and ignoring that part of right it, because
0: like, Shake Shack's argument Ruth Chris's argument was we need the money because we don't have doors open now and we want to pay people right to continue to as if they were working right and, and why those, uh, those people by the way what do they need money for they need money for food for lodging there's nothing else to spend it on except for
1: would the also, things you I would need also to spend make the on. argument that people think that. Just because you've heard of the business means that it's a big, huge yeah. business. You know, like <laughs> Well, I've well, gotten a
0: Ruth Chris steak. It cost me fifty two dollars for five dollars worth of beef. So I
1: get I get where you're coming from with that. And you would say, like, oh, I hope those Ruth Chris would have saved for some moment like this yes. and stuff like that. But then See, no, but I don't know. All that. those people who have those jobs should you know, there's no reason that somebody who works at Ruth Chris of one of thirty people who are on the staff at a individual Ruth Chris should be cut out of being able to make their regular check because of
0: right and i that's why i don't say this what i say is why are we cut out the middleman because if we had not andrew yang's because andrew yang doesn't understand the concept of what i'm going to say but if we had a universal basic income
2: Mm -hmm. which
0: rich or poor no matter what you get 1500 dollars per month to live on yeah you wouldn't have to give a business money to support its workers because we would look and say hey This is what the UBI is for. It's for in a time of emergency when you cannot work, something is paid for. See,
1: and I I think the idea of a UBI in in times like this are way more understandable than...
0: Than normal, right? Yeah. But why? Why is it more understandable right now? Because, by the way... You're well, we, uh, I mean, obviously like employees
1: have not got a raise, they're so,
0: making the same amount of money now to risk infection from me
1: that they were six weeks ago well, no, but here here's the here's the extenuating logic, so like you know I'm gonna have to get unemployment here, right uh the i I am going to get that money. I'm not gonna be expected to pay it back because of the circumstances involved, yeah, uh I have to show that I'm making some sort of effort to get jobs, but that effort goes as far as I can't work because everything is shut down. Yeah. So I can't do it. I <laughs> can't, can't, do can't do my work. typical yeah. work. I can't do the work I'm trained to do. And I
0: can't go get a full time job because no one's hiring. And by the way, if they were, as soon as this is done, I'm leaving to go back to my
1: gig work. Right. So
0: that's not good for anyone. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, at some point, it's not like it, it's free money now for me. And I don't have to pay it back in terms of like they're asking for a check next year mm-hmm. when I'm doing well. But The government is paying for it in taxes that they're going to collect from us. And at some point, that money is going to have to be paid by the people who pay taxes. So, I mean, like, it's like one of those, like, one of these days, this money will be paid out of taxes that I and other people. But if
0: we had a UBI, yeah. And it was understood that this much of the budget every year
2: is. But you're essentially paying
1: for the money of you and the others. What do you mean? So I'm saying, like, if you're if the government is giving you fifteen hundred dollars a month, right, right? They have to raise enough money to have fifteen hundred dollars a month per person, and to get that much money, they have to have a certain amount of taxes that are being raised. How about this to create that pot of money?
0: Let's keep the taxes exactly the same and not murder brown children with drones in third world countries.
1: I mean, perfectly reasonable use asset, but regardless of whether or not. If everything else was gone, if the only thing the government did was the UBI, they would still have to raise the the amount of money to do it. And I mean, like, you know, the the reason for an argument on universal health care is a lot more interesting now than it was before Corona. Yes. Because it used to be people want to keep the health insurance that they negotiated through their job. Because it's better than whatever they think the government health care plan is going to be. Yeah. But now when everyone loses their jobs and you don't have health care all of a sudden, then the idea of having it linked to your job is not as interesting anymore.
0: Also, my health insurance is only as strong as yours because when you cough on me in line at Ralph's, maybe I should be pushing you to get health insurance so that you go to the doctor when you feel bad. Yeah. Because me going to the doctor when I feel bad could have been stopped at you. Well, yeah, but and we I,
1: I I get that, but I'm saying like at the very least with a the conversation about universal health as opposed to universal basic income, mm-hmm. is that we're moving costs from one place to the other. Yeah, like we're paying less in terms of what we're paying to insurance, but we're paying more to the government in order to. How is
0: UBI not the same thing?
1: But you, I'm saying it's a completely added cost. No. At some point, this is going to why <laughs> how how do you make the money for so you uh. Let's say you make $100 a week just to make it even, mm-hmm. right? And 20 of that is spent on rent, right? Okay. So regardless of what you make other than that, you have to make at least the $20 for rent. Yep. Right? You're going to have... If you add another thing in there and you want to keep everything even,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the $100 that you've been spending every week uh, in line with the $100 that you've been making, then you're going to need to make more money in order to pay for the extra thing. So if you throw in an is- extra $20 for universal basic, basic income for roxy then like you know like but your
0: argument is that somehow health is shifting a cost but ubi is not shifting a cost
1: it's not it, it, it at, at a certain point you're adding money to be able to fund this thing
0: i mean but uh, what about unemployment what about the there are
1: the pla- essentially there, there are saf- there anymore. are safety net things
0: right. that we and we can remove those because the ubi becomes all of those things we remove unemployment. You don't need unemployment. You have basic income. That's what the unemployment, that's unemployment. You get it all the time, no matter what. And if it, you make more than the basic, you pay more taxes.
1: Therefore, we are making the, up the difference. The problem, the, you know, much like the conversation we were having before this, before we started about the unemployment thing in California. Like, it's all, it's all well wishes and great and theoretical broad strokes. It doesn't work. As a, no, it absolutely does. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. if I at a this certain is- at a certain point, uh, we we used to deal with this a lot more when we cared about the deficit and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where people would be talking about like, oh, Social Security is going to go under because there's not enough money in Social Security, and when all these people get older, there's not going to be enough money pumped in to be able to keep the next generation alive. You know, like all that. Yeah. It's all, always been a, a concern about how we're going to make enough money why for the entitlements, Because people take from one to the other. Yeah. That's why.
0: Because we can't stop spending money murdering brown children in third, country, third world countries to I'm saying, pay like, for our own things. But I'm saying like, like borrowing it, Social Security every single day to go build bombs and drones and planes and aircraft carriers. If we stop that. Everything will be fine. If we stop borrowing against the pay-as-you-go social security system, or if we stop the pay-as-you-go and make social security what it's supposed to be, we would have a bunch of money available.
1: I just don't want to go back. I don't want to go into a system where I know I'm going to be paying into it for the rest of my life and never get it.
0: So this is You are in that system right now. Yeah, I know. If it's a savings account system, you absolutely will not be. That's the point. Yeah. The system I'm suggesting means that you won't be. And UBI is paid for by itself. I understand. You're not unprepared for it. Or you're Mm -hmm. not prepared for it. It's fine. It's
1: not prepared. It's just that I've reached my end of conversation Mm -hmm, (laughs) about UBI. mm -hmm. It's
0: a battle of wits. You came unarmed. So, uh, sports ball, right? Is that where we're going next? Is that what you wanted to talk about?
2: Let's finish off on that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, a couple things before we get out of here, because there were sports-related things. Yes, kind uh, of. <laughs> I'd like to start with the NFL draft. All right. I'm just going
0: to put this on you, and you can talk, because I have no idea what happened.
1: Well, so it was a digital draft, and everyone drafted from home. Uh, and including, uh, they did
0: boo the commissioner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, because Roger Goodell is basically a walking, talking power, PowerPoint presentation brought to life. Uh, the NFL thought it was a great idea that they sponsored the booing of the commissioner, which now is going to be a thing. Like when we have a NFL draft in public again, there's going to be like, oh, those booze brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Like, it it's, money for charity, though, right? Yes. I, okay. Uh, and you know, it, it's. I feel like Roger Goodell did a really good job doing the task while also being the boringest man alive at the same exact time it's it's almost unprecedented that somebody could do a good job while also doing it with no flair or showmanship whatsoever
0: did you see tom hanks open snl at home yeah get that i mean like if you had that like no i I feel like it was just like he mailed it in and it's fine i mean
1: goodell doesn't have hanks charisma that's the are you complimenting <laughs> Tom Hanks? Oh, God. I don't even... Where am I? I have slipped into where, an
0: alternate <laughs> dimension right now. I am on a different timeline. I like Hanks. You, you don't watch Hanks because you see Hanks in every movie. I like Hanks as a person. I like oh, Hanks on okay. SNL. I like Hanks... As, you like America's Dad, Tom Hanks. Yeah. You just don't like actor Tom Hanks playing a character.
1: I, I enjoy actor Tom Hanks. I just... He doesn't escape the role that he's playing.
0: The Da Vinci Hanks, yes, I get it, yeah.
1: I'm saying, like, I, I, this This happens with other people, too. You know, if I saw Jay Muse in a movie, I'm not, like...
0: <laughs> who would put up with Jay Muse on set? Other I'm not, than
1: like, who is that fucking FBI agent? I just can't... <laughs> I know I recognize him, but I can't put my thumb on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm talking... Okay. I, I was talking about, you know, like, uh, Lily James. Like, I feel like I've seen her in, like, five movies, and every time I see her, I'm just like, who is that woman? And then I look it up, and I'm just like, Lily James again! Like, got me, got me. How did I miss it?
2: But Carrie anyway, uh, yeah. Washington,
0: I really like her and that stuff too. I'm watching uh, Little Fires on HBO, yeah. and I knew it was her, but then I keep forgetting it's her yeah. because she looks—it's so... It's not uh, that, Olivia. It's rough around the edges, hippie,
1: and and that's my only—that's my only complaint about Hanks. I like Hanks the person. I like Hanks the entertainer. I find him funny and charming and everything, mm-hmm. just like everyone else does. I I enjoy. When he's in a movie, because he's talented. Yes. But that movie, whatever it may be, is going to have a hard time making me think that he's really Sully. Because every time I see him, I'm not. If it was some unknown actor who played Sully, it would be a lot easier for me to go like, oh, I'm just following Sully here. You know, like. Yeah. That's all. That's the point. But Brad Pitt doesn't have that problem. Brad Pitt. Leo DiCaprio. can have that problem but yeah. then there's times where i just the the movie can be so fascinating that i'm not and maybe that's part of the, you know like i i forget that it's leo even though Leo's the only person on screen in revenant yeah but it's because the action is so fierce and you stop so thinking hanks, of it in terms of like hanks picks boring movies still no i'm not saying jesus come on I'm just saying, like, never gonna work in this
0: town, Baker. Never gonna work in this town. <laughs> I just hear you insulting Tom Hanks and Leo DiCaprio. Oh gosh.
1: Anywho, the NFL draft happened. It was all digital. Uh there were family who like kids who were like in live shots with like coaches as they're making picks and stuff like that. And it's all really nice. Uh they leaned really heavy into the human interest stories, which I was not as interested in. And I think everyone like Nobody wants it, you know. Like you know, with the third pick, we taken Rob Cheek, and it's just like, oh, he had a really tragic childhood. His dad died when he was eight, and you're just like, it's an hey, American Idol, right? They made a made a promise to him that one day he would get in the NFL, and I know that his dad is very happy that this day has finally come. It's going to Idol. the Going to the Buffalo Bills. American Idol.
0: <laughs> That's it's like right. everything is a human interest story of one thing or another. It's like we got
1: four thousand people out there. do you think to get about it. <laughs> And when somebody doesn't have it, you wonder if their problem was just not good enough to make yeah. the cut. Yeah. <laughs> grandma like, died. It's like, well, yeah, everyone, grandma's dead. Like, like, if I
0: had been drafted, <laughs> they would have been like, Rob Cheek, uh, middle class, white, rural Breacher's son. Breacher's son. Uh, I mean, every advantage in the world ended up in the NFL. I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> he has speed. He has hands. His one problem is that he does have a lot of very motivated political speech that he does. <laughs> Does on his podcast, which has raised flags amongst many GMs.
0: Listen, uh you know, Colin Kaepernick, really famous for taking a knee cheek, refuses to pray before he game. In fact he spits on the people who are praying outside the uh
1: outside the circle. So
0: uh could be trouble <laughs> Ray Lewis is a coach on this team. We feel like they might bust buttons. I would I would
1: like to so a couple of NFL draft things I'd just like to throw yes, in real yeah, quick. go ahead. Uh number one, I love Cliff Kingsbury's house. It's the it's the thing I aspire to. You're gonna need to see this at some point. It's incredible. Uh uh Belichick. Uh, so one of the things I really enjoy about this is that everything is is branded and like so all the all the people I think had surface earbuds. Yeah. Yeah. So like when they or surface uh headphones. headphones. So when they get the call, they're supposed to like put on the Surface headphones, and like when you look in on the offices of all the things, it's like the Microsoft Surface Studio surfaces all over the place, and then they cut to Belichick like in his uh, place in Martha's Vineyard or whatever, and he's just like the only thing he has on his table is uh, an old Toshiba <laughs> laptop and an uh, and like a MacBook like right next to each other, like almost like he's sitting there like fuck you guys, <laughs> I'm not using your goddamn Surface. I'm surprised I, you he wasn't send des- me the service and I threw it in the trash.
0: I was surprised it is like, we're gonna go to Bill Belichick and it's just like him in Boston standing outside of a burning <laughs> barrel, like, hey guys, how's it going? I'm super excited for the draft. Yeah. I'll drink the wine with you later, Marty. Hang there, on a sec.
1: There's one there's one where uh <laughs> like Marty Morningway. <laughs> Yes, I mean not, (laughs) but
0: yes. Uh, Somebody else who's standing around a barrel right now, hopefully.
1: Okay, okay, I'm gonna have to share that one too. Another Belichick moment that I really enjoyed was his dog took his seat, like so his like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like a husky or something like that that like just jumped into the kitchen chair that Bill had been sitting in. So like they cut to the like, let's see what Belichick's up to, and it's just a dog in front of a computer and (laughs) just like they're not gonna make a first round pick anyway. It's fine. The dog can sit there. They're just talking about trades, it's not uh, also uh also uh, thank God that none of these things had like live mic situations going on like they just went to a muted video of whoever sitting there, like you know talking with kids, yeah, it was very much like that, and uh, uh thank God because I know at some point like they would have just cut to like Mike Zimmer, <laughs> just like, fuck Bill, <laughs> fuck him in his ass like. Oh, we shouldn't have gone live with the mics. <laughs> the
2: uh,
0: not everything should be mic'd. That's what we learned tonight. Uh
1: all right, yes. Uh, but I mean, like surprisingly, I, I thought that they did an incredible job, like yeah, putting it all together and uh giving us something that felt like a distraction and felt like I I, I miss sports and I don't much care for watching old games because I know what happens. Like that's that's my problem. Like yeah. I just want something new. And at least with the draft, it's something new. Like you're waiting for who your team is going to take. And generally speaking, just uh, to get it out, I don't know about any of these players. I just know what I hear about them. Uh, the Ravens are getting glowing draft grades all across the board, as they do almost always. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I'm especially doing well when I check in on Steelers Twitter. <laughs> and it is going fucking nuts with You left uh, uh
0: what's his name on the table, right?
1: Well, like JD. JK Dobbins, JK. the the running back in the second round. Like apparently Steeler fans like were really looking forward to getting him. And uh the Ravens 7 him instead and <laughs> I am very happy about that. Best meme was the uh Jumping Off the Roof.
0: No, no. That one was good. The, the um Ravens, uh, Ravens team next year with Lamar uh, Dobbins, Dobbins and uh Ingram, and Ingram, and, yeah. And it's like the little girl in the four wheeler running yeah. over the guy, <laughs> uh, the boy. I'm like, yep, that's basically it.
1: Um, there was some tweet that was like, uh after setting the NFL record for rushing last year with 3,000, the Ravens are going out to set a new record with 10,000 this year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like we're just not even going to throw the ball. Yeah. just like. Who's going to run it? Uh, all three of us just line back up here. And, yeah. uh, let's get a long snapper where he can just like snap it to the left or the right or down the middle.
1: Now, and there were I... there were a bunch of interesting storylines that came up along the way. Uh, one of them I just wanted to mention because Marty got brought up. Apparently, okay. he's working in some way in the Eagles. OK. And uh, for people who may not remember Marty Morningwag as well. Uh, We've talked about him extensively on the show. Corey hates him. But he is the worst offensive coordinator ever. And the second that he got fired, Lamar Jackson just opened up and became this incredible quarterback. Weird. (laughs) Weird how that worked. But uh, Marty has managed to get a new job with the Eagles, and they drafted a quarterback in the second round. And he made some sort of uh, remark, apparently, that he was the person who found and unlocked Lamar. And he thinks that a similar thing could happen with this second round draft pick. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I don't really like Marty like going around going like, yeah, that Lamar thing, that was on me. Like,
0: I feel like uh, it's just getting up hopes for people like Ralph <laughs> Clark. And uh, no, nope, your team's going to suck next year, too. <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: As long as you got Marty, you have the unescapable stench of defeat
0: on you. Yep. Uh, uh, and distractions, though. Uh, distractions are usually what we try to avoid uh, in the draft. You don't want to bring on somebody on the team who's going to distract everything. Except for the Patriots, apparently. Uh, who drafted
1: a. maybe this was one was done by bill's dog
0: okay oh, <laughs> I, like, I don't want to say a known
1: racist Man. but a
0: known racist uh kicker
1: maybe, to maybe bill's dog titus andromica <laughs> uh
0: so w-
1: he was a kicker right kicker drafted the patriots
0: yeah. i didn't really get into the story i saw that they like the
1: Tattoo and then basically his explanation I, of the tattoo. I heard a, I heard just a lot of periphery things and yeah. I haven't yeah. been able to like actually sit down and read an article, which is why I was coming to Rob going like Well what I heard was and So here's the deal. <laughs> uh
0: the Patriots drafted a kicker and in his promo picture, I guess, he's holding a football and
1: he has I think he had like his arms folded or something it, like, like, like that. Yeah.
0: But he has a tattoo on one of his forearms. I guess it's probably this one that the pictures.
1: I think it was like the left, like right here. Yeah. Like right underneath the elbow. And
0: it's the, and a very recognizable image of three Roman numerals surrounded by stars.
1: And, uh, that is Roman numeral for three. Yeah. It's it's three eyes, three eyes
0: surrounded by, yeah. Three eyes surrounded Roman numeral three. Uh, and that is the symbol for what is called the three percenter movement. Now, Corey, do you know what the three percenter movement
1: is? I didn't know about it until the draft.
0: Why don't you explain to people what your understanding of the three percenter movement is?
1: Well, what I heard mm-hmm. was that uh, I should put it through the frame of what I heard from him. I OK, guess. yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was like, looking for. Like, yeah, what did it, you hear his, him say about it? What I heard. And again, this is paraphrased because I didn't actually go deep into any. I just sort of saw these things and didn't have a chance to get into it. But what apparently he was saying was like. He had gotten this tattoo before this group had become a thing, and uh, it it sort of happened after. It'd be like if you got like a uh, Pepe Frog tattoo, and then Pepe and Pepe then all Frog of a sudden a... like Pepe Frog became the thing that all the racists use in their memes. Yeah, and you're just like, no, I really like this obscure comic before, and mm-hmm. now everyone's turning into a racist thing.
0: Uh, by the way, I watched a uh, Stuber.
1: Uh... <laughs> Right. Stuber. Or maybe yes. like if you were really excited when gritty became a thing and yeah. you got a gritty tattoo right away and then all of a sudden gritty became like occupied
0: and it became way more awesome. Yeah, Corey, <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, so the three percenter movement is this. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Corey, but during the time of the American Revolution, mm. only three percent of the population were actively involved in the revolution. OK, that's where three percenter comes from. OK, like, I am a three percenter. I will be one of the 3% that actively seeks to overthrow the government. Okay. Which I could totally get behind. Yeah. Uh, and when he 3% says... 3% is
1: not enough people, by the way.
0: It worked once.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like, now it's not going to... Why not? Government's got drones and shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I would tell you to go to Iraq and Afghanistan and tell them... Government's got drones and shit. And just see <laughs> what they have to say about that. Uh, the free people of Iraq and Afghanistan yeah, was, who have pushed America out. like Good enough point. Kong. Good enough point. Um, but nonetheless, uh, also, you ever been to Texas? They got some crazy <laughs> shit. Did you watch Tiger King? Did you see what he was doing? They got crazy guns available. Listen um, up, motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> fucking Carol Baskins. So, um... <laughs> The 3%er movement, uh, despite what this kicker may have said about it being a recent thing, is not a recent thing. It is a long-standing, long-standing tradition. Now, how long it goes back, I can't say for sure. But I can tell you that Timothy McVeigh, after Ruby Ridge, printed the 3%er symbol, the three Roman numerals, on a pamphlet that he took to Waco. The one that's tattooed on the
1: the Patriot. Very similar to it. Yes, a
0: version of that. Now... To you millennials, none of those three things I just said may make any sense. You may not know what Ruby Ridge, Timothy McVeigh, or Waco are. Probably Waco of any of those things. But uh, Timothy McVeigh would then later drive a U-Haul truck up to the side of the Murrah Building in Oklahoma City and commit the largest act of domestic terrorism up into that point, And I think since as well. Um, 185 people killed.
1: I mean, wouldn't Vegas
0: be more? 185 people were killed.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah.
0: If we're talking just purely body counts, yeah. McVeigh still has that. Um, it, it, the length of the attack and maybe the injury count. No, the injury count was huge, too. Not important. So yeah. here's the thing. In 92, Ruby Ridge to Waco, three percenters were a thing. Yeah. The problem is that it's a So militia. up until
1: that point where he was born, it was a thing.
0: It was. I don't know how old this kid is, but I'm I guessing mean, he's. I mean, he
1: have to be 21 or under. Yeah. So 1999, that is past Waco.
0: God damn. Somebody who's 21 was born in 99? Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I remember 1999. Because you have to
1: be three years. I mean, I guess you could be 22, but 98, 99. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: mean when we were in high school, he was born? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Old as hell. All right. Uh, anyway, point being, uh, it was a thing at least up in that point. Now, it was always a malicious symbol. That was the thing. It, like Michigan militia is always you three percenter. That's their thing. Like we're gonna overthrow the government, right? But after that, after 9-11, it really turned into a more weird racist thing. Yeah. Like militias kind of went the way of like either you're occupy and you're you're anti fascist, or you're a three percenter and you're kind of. When I think
1: militia, I think Trump supporter. I think right. the type of person who as is... as you should. <laughs> Actively trying to like assemble a stockpile to
0: much like any other things, liberals just can't get organized. So <laughs> the militias really are conservative Trump supporters uh, who have feelings about people of color. The three percent movement has now become a movement
1: of far right too. Like because George Will isn't yeah. like putting together a militia. No. Yeah.
0: They, and they are now like uh, the build the wall. Pe- like the guys who are patrolling the border shooting yeah, yeah, people yeah. on the Mexican side are three percenters.
1: They literally call themselves militia, too. Yes. Yeah.
0: They are citizens militia. Yeah. Um, A bunch of people in uh, Michigan who were the same group that Timmy McV- McVeigh spawned from. Uh, and Terry Nichols was a member of them. They He brought McVeigh into that militia um, who is very racist. And you don't think of Michigan as being racist, but there's a, a very high is uh, Islamic community there
1: they so, ha- they have huge militia rules too like yeah. they ha- I think they have more militias than any other
0: there are more militiamen in Michigan than there are state police or national guard in Michigan, yeah, so that's how that works uh so the three percenter movement has even you could have argued in ninety two it was just an anti government movement, but after nine eleven it became very much a anti immigration anti people of color like let's bring back basically anybody who voted for for donald trump let's make america great again which means let's go back to 1950 where white guys were running everything and it wasn't a problem so um so this kid can say what he wants to say and maybe if he grew up in orange county he only heard of like three percenters as a militia group but likely he's a secret racist and as a reminder to everyone colin kaepernick cannot get a job in the nfl right a guy who took a team to the super bowl and lost to the baltimore ravens but uh this Five guy. years ago,
1: what? We're we five years out of Kaepernick Super Bowl.
0: Jesus Christ,
1: is that it? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> was the the Superdome Super Bowl five years ago? I believe so. No, more than that. It was twenty twelve, right?
1: Can't remember. Has Raiders been up.
0: out of the league for eight years? i Feel like it was No, he was. Mm.
1: We are yeah, old. We are old
0: anyway uh he can say what he wants but my point being that he's like he's a likely racist he's at least a militia supporter like an anti-government guy he got a job yeah and Colin Kaepernick cannot get a job for taking a knee against police violence against people of color right uh which is really goddamn sad but uh listen three percenters uh if you want to you know give up the racist stuff I'd like to organize a liberal anti-fascist <laughs> militia they're also scared of guns though, so that's the problem that Goddamn liberals. You guys just can't get out of your own damn way. Uh,
1: one last thing. Yes. In sports ball before we go. Uh, the Jordan Duck. Oh, which yes. Yes. you yes. not You didn't catch up on, but.
0: I haven't seen episodes three and four, but I did watch one and two. I Wait, I'm let me stunning. ask you. Did they get to the Hitler mustache in the Haynes commercial?
1: Not yet. Okay. Something right. tells That's me they're little... not going to touch on that because Jordan <laughs> signed off on this thing. I don't know how much they want to throw Jordan <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. But. I I'm starting to get to a place with this thing where I really enjoy it, and I really want to watch it, and it's, you know, Sunday when it's out, I want to sit down and watch both episodes that are available to me. Yeah. I just enjoy the subject matter. Um, I don't think that they're doing a good enough job to tell the best version of the story. Yeah. And that's something that's worrying me a little bit. Like,
0: well, if Jordan approved it, it's probably not the most revealing documentary.
2: Well,
1: no, but I'm saying like, there was a little bit of like, you know, so, uh, things I remembered after I heard other people talk about them after the fact, like, uh, Rodman was on Oprah where he had an interview. You should YouTube it. Uh, Dennis Rodman on on Oprah, ninety six or yeah, something? and yeah. Oprah's doing everything she can to not offend her more homophobic audience by putting things in terms of like, you know, very base level broad strokes. Uh, Again, for you
0: millennials, Oprah wasn't
1: Oprah in ninety six.
0: Oprah was fighting against like Donahue and Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake. and, well, and when she was one of
1: in several. ninety in ninety six, the spectrum of sexuality was straight, gay, or bi. Yeah, and bi was for in the opinion of many was like well you're really gay but you're just like i don't want to go all the way yeah, yeah. or there are people who were like you're selfish you're you know those types of that kind of thing was like out there and prevalent in 96 i had to forget no, you just want both sexes, yeah, don't you you? you just want it all he's <laughs> so like yeah clearly the the person who's doing this thing that'll alienate them from people is doing it because they're so selfish oh you know like gosh. but yeah. anyway uh and rodman goes on there and he's like uh, talking about, you know, really interesting things in today's parlance, but in 96, in 96. Yeah. just like, well, I'm not gay, but you can't ever ask somebody whether or not they are gay without thinking about it. Yeah. And if you think about it and even if you derive some level of pleasure out of it, does it mean that you're a little bit gay? I mean, I wouldn't go all the way and like sleep with a man, but if I think about it and the idea of it is pleasurable to me, at least in a thought, does that mean something? And if you think of
0: uh, Ron White, like when you watch porn, you like guys (laughs) with tiny flaccid cocks. No, no, I like big throbbing. He's like,
1: and there you go. (laughs) So I mean, like you know, but it it, that was that was illuminating at the time. It would be illuminating now if if Kevin Durant went on and had a conversation like that with Oprah. But in '96. But in '96, it was like people were looking at Rodman like this weird asshole who. Like was Dane Madonna at the time too? And Carmen Electra. God man. What yeah. a life. And uh, others. I can't remember all and the then people. Went to North Korea. <laughs> Leopard hit print hair. He's got a he has a really fascinating life. Like uh, I I Here's a documentary for you. <laughs> well, so much of his life has been on reality TV, I'm sure. Oh, that's true because too. There's plenty of footage. Oh well. Um but yeah, I I I just feel like we're we're it's a really interesting subject matter. I'm going to watch all 10 episodes. I don't feel like it's on the same level as like that OJ 10-part doc.
0: Oh, yeah, no. Which
1: was super fascinating and super... Not uh,
0: approved by OJ, by the way. Well,
1: yeah, but I mean, like, you know, OJ's not going to approve any doc that's yeah. not like... <laughs> if I did it. By the way, the guy who
0: wrote a book saying, if, if I, I did, did it. it, yeah. <laughs> This is how I would have
1: done it. So they tells me that he had a different idea for the the uh, cover and he just like brought the book into the, you know, whoever Simon and Schuster and they're just like, can we call it if you did it? And it's just like, I really don't want to put that kind of thing out there, but you're telling me I'll sell a lot more books if I do it. Way more books.
0: <laughs> Way more books. All right, let's do it.
1: How much of this can you divert to Florida and not Ron Goldman? <laughs>
0: Turns out, 0%. Uh, Ron <laughs> Goldman's... No, Ron Goldman is the victim. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Ron the, Goldman's dad. But isn't he Ron Goldman too? Oh, is he? The mustache. That's all I can... I can just picture I can't, the mustache. Yeah,
1: I don't want to go any further. I don't, I don't remember what... Nonetheless, Ron uh, rightfully
0: so, the estate of Ron Goldman got yeah. all the money from the book <laughs> yeah. of what If I Did It yeah. by O.J. Simpson. So,
1: Thank God for the, the lax uh, civil court system that allowed uh allowed that to happen oh yes that oj was
0: found guilty of murder yes yeah that's absolutely great
1: (laughs) uh anyway uh that is it for sports ball oh yeah do you want should i play this Um,
2: yeah might as well All
0: all right
1: well you know what that music means
0: sports ball
1: it's time to go to OhTheInthem.com. Corey to the, oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. Uh, and, you know, there's been a lot of uh, chatter in the uh, Facebook chat today. I, I love to see that. Yeah. Voicemails are great, too. Like, if you want to leave a voicemail and say a little something and uh, we'll play it on the show, we talk about it, uh, you can do that at the listener line, 443-219-7595. Uh, and more of me. What? There you go. You already said the number. I was, I was getting uh, to it. I just wanted to do the, do the get, one more time. Just think, stuff. Uh, you can find more of me at my website, Corey Baker filmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash Cory Baker film and at legend two B five on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Um, and, uh, I got to figure out more review stuff to do. is like a this brand course. new episode. The review up, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta, I, 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 I'm still walking that line of like, how am I going to tackle old things? So, yep. Uh, I would like to have something out this week in that regard. So uh, check it out. Well, and of course, you can find
0: me at Robert and on our social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find a link to the Everyman Movie Review, which will have new episodes two a week, every single week, no matter what. Uh, the theme this week is documentary. The theme next week is going to be... No, the theme this week is L.A., the next week is documentary. Okay. I think, no, no, this week's documentary and next week's music. That's what it is. LA originals was up last Sunday. Um, turns out I never made Jay and Silent Bob public. So no. that was Thursday's episode. <laughs> uh, and then Sunday's episode is going to be, they um, the Amanda Knox documentary, I believe. And hmm. then coming up after that, I have an amazing, amazing movie called searching for Sugarman,
1: which, Oh yeah. Have you seen it? I- God, I, I feel like, I know I s- saw some of it at some point. It is about an unknown
0: musician who was bigger than Elvis in South Africa, but only in South Africa. Yeah. And it is a crazy story that I thoroughly, uh, I was thoroughly entertained. You'll find out whether or not it's worth your time. Uh, uh, everyman movie review, you can find that at youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek. Uh, in case you, you find- don't
1: want to watch everyman ro- movie review, everything's worth seeing. <laughs> no! Not everything. Here's the thing. 99.9% of things are worth seeing. A lot of
0: it is. And basically <laughs> I take the context of, I'm going to explain to you what the movie is so yeah. you know whether or not you're going to like it. I think most of it's worth my while. The problem is I'm only doing two a week.
1: I do enjoy, I do enjoy the, the uh, uh, when you put out the caveats of like two or three things. It's yeah. just like, were you born in the, were you born in the 80s? Probably going to like this movie. Yeah. Listen, Jay and Silent Bob if you don't like View Askew, yeah. you are not
0: going to like James the yeah. reboot. It's only for View Askew fans. Like, right. I, I think I said in the review, there were four of us watching. Two of us, Corey and I, big fans of Kevin Smith. The other two couldn't tell who Kevin Smith was. <laughs> they did not enjoy it. We thoroughly enjoyed it. That's yes. the thing. It's like, yeah, this is a cool movie, but if you don't know, if you're not. If you confused, haven't seen
1: anything that led up to it,
0: there, there's a moment where they walk in to talk to Jason Lee and I'm not hundred percent sure which character in the Vosk universe Jason Lee is playing in that moment. Like, is he playing the comic book writer or is he playing the other guy? And I'm like, Oh, he's the writer. Okay. He's, this is the writer. He's yeah, yeah. Like, Banky. I think Banky. Banksy. Huh?
1: No. Banky. Yeah. Banky Edwards. Sorry. Banky Edwards. I was thinking of I'm like, is he playing about the other artists. guy
0: yeah. or is he playing Banky right now? I'm like, yeah. Uh, Banky. All right. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have to do that. You should only play well, that one was, person in the universe.
1: That was uh, uh, Ben Affleck, too. Yeah, he was, he was Holden. Holden and the angel. That's right.
0: No, he's played three. Yeah. He was Holden and Mallrats, which is who he's playing this time. He was also a guy when he was Banksy's Banky's partner, which yeah, is not Holden. chasing Amy. No, Chasing Amy. You're right. Holden was Chasing Amy. Was that Amy. Holden though? Yes. Holden was Chasing Amy. Because he was talking to Amy. Was it somebody
1: else in Mallrats?
0: Someone else in Mallrats when he was God, like, it's so hard. To, yeah. Sometimes it's so hard to He was hear. an angel, but Jason Lee was also in Dogma as another character. Jason Lee plays two characters. Yeah. One in Mallrats, one in Chasing one Amy. One with Beard, one without. Yes.
1: No, but it was Mallrats that, that Jason Lee was in.
0: He was in Chasing Amy as well. Or some other one of the other movies. Yeah. Because in James Island, Bob, they make the joke that they leave one of them. They go to one of Affleck's characters, and then they see Jason Lee again, but he's playing the other character in the universe. <sighs> Kev, please put some new people in your movies. Come on. Anyway. You
1: got famous friends. We got it. It's Let's a big flex. It. Let's <laughs> do it. Uh, but yeah, so. Um, you can call up Affleck, and he'll pick up the phone. We get it. Jay, so, uh, Jane Silent Bob is up on Thursday.
0: Uh, the new one coming out is going to be the Amanda Knox documentary. Uh, Sh- uh, Searching for Sugar Man will be on Thursday. Two episodes a week, every single week. Uh, I do have to do some of the other content, like the journal, like the vlog stuff, and the Huel updates. All that stuff's going to be coming this week. And i got a whole list of stuff to work on, uh, writing stuff, and then hopefully shooting stuff. So we're going to do that. All that, all the information available, robertinchique.com and at robertinchique on our social networks
1: stupendous yes well i think we've done good here today
0: we've done something
1: i don't know if it's good
0: but as always you are listening to the o the anthem podcast part of the o the anthem digital network which includes by the way pooping ideas (laughs) i have not forgotten and we are going to do that all right pooping ideas coming soon on the ota digital network (laughs) but for corey (laughs) for corey the founder of the Poopin' Ideas podcast, <laughs> this
1: is Rob. Do I have to do it on the toilet? That's the only question. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Here's what I'm thinking about right now.
0: Perfect. Anchor makes it so easy. <laughs> For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody.
1: I'm going to think about an episode right now. <laughs>